20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. What is up, Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of Pack-A-Day Podcast. I am your host, Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Morley. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Ross Uglum. Find him on Twitter at Ross Uglum. Ross, kind of a downtime for us right now. How, what have you been doing to uh, kind of supplement probably all this free time you have right now? Uh, none. <laughs> I uh, been, uh, I've been rolling the summer semester at the Scouting Academy. Uh, been working on my golf game a little bit, but be, you know, have have tried to stay as busy as possible, uh, and and still working on uh, football related stuff. So, love it. Awesome. Yeah, summer's coming up, but uh, like I alluded to, it is kind of a downtime for Packers news. Um, luckily for us, you know, we do have some stuff coming up. You know, you should be listening to this episode on Tuesday. And luckily for for us, that is the first day really of, you know, vets and rookies together, open to the media, OTA practices. Um, and that's fun. That's fun stuff. You know, this is where you always hear the stories about, you know, player X is in the best shape of his life or, you know, player Z has, you know, changed his diet this offseason. You know, all, all this kind of stuff, all these feel good fluff stories um, that you kind of get at this time of year, which honestly I like. They're fun. Um, but let's talk about those today, Ross, and let's just kind of talk about how do you attack this as a fan, as someone that follows this team? What are some things that, you know, you let's just lay it out. What are things when you hear you should be excited about? What are things that when you hear them, you kind of need to take it with a grain of salt, and maybe pump the brakes a little bit? Now, you know, two examples before we get into that, Ross. You know, two guys that kind of stand out to me as far as guys that made waves big time, or I'll say three guys that really made waves big time from the first second they stepped foot on the practice field. Um, the for the longest the for longest ago guy I remember is Greg Jennings when he showed up in Green Bay. Um, it was pretty obvious from the from the get go that he was going to be a contributor. Another guy, Micah Hyde, was a guy that immediately made waves right away. Another guy that is a, has taken a little bit of a different path thus far is Josh Jones, you know, the safety from NC State. You know, they had the not famous, but if you're if you follow the Packers closely, you remember at his first rookie OTAs, you know, there was the anonymous ex- exec that, you know, text someone that just said, Josh Jones. Wow. You know, and so you hear stuff like that. But Ross. Basically, what? How, how do you attack this when you're watching Ross? And what are some things that you you know you caution yourself with, and things that maybe you would say, "Hey, pump the brakes a little bit." So, I mean, I think you kind of have to pump the brakes on on darn near everything. Uh, you're not even in pads. You know, most of the time you're in shells, uh, and 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 I think we even maybe take a little bit too much out of camp. Uh, in my opinion, this is, we're not even close to camp. So maybe, you know, you, you, you get a sense of a guy that uh, you get impressed with his football speed. But other than that, I mean, what are you, what are you doing? You know, uh, it may, maybe catching the football, you get excited. If a guy shows consistent ability to catch the ball with his hands, you know, not body catch it, high point the football. Because even in shorts and, 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 and shoulder pads, that's, that's a, a – 
a, a skill, I guess, that you would exhibit over and over, maybe quarterback accuracy, but we're so far away from real football. And as sad as that is, I mean, it's, it's, it's something that we, I think, need to really come to grips with and just kind of be realistic about things. Yeah, and I agree with everything you say there. You know, looking at it, you know, we, we are looking for just every crumb we can get right now because we're obviously all kind of, you know, we're Packers fanatics. We want to get as much as we can. And there are certain positions, I think, that you can get a little bit more excited about than others. Um, just for example, Rashawn Gary, Elton Jenkins, Elton Jenkins, we're not get, you know, we're not going to really know much about them other than how, how do they move well for these big guys? How well do they move? And that's just kind of the nature of the beast when you're playing with those guys that are kind of playing in the trenches. But, you know, guys that I would expect to to show to show up and look well are like your Darnell Savages, you know, guys like that, that have that speed, have that range hopefully can flash, you know, some instincts and how fast they can pick up the defense. You know, Ross, that stuff that I think you can put, you know, not a ton of stock into, but at least hear that kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff, at least in my opinion, I want to hear your thoughts, but that's the kind of stuff that I, that I want to hear. And that's the kind of stuff that I think if we do hear um, that actually, actually has some, has a grain of salt at least. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, it's just tough. It really is because we want so badly to care. Uh, we want so badly to have this stuff matter. Um, and, and frankly, it I guess maybe to say that it doesn't matter is a little harsh, but to be honest, it's it's so hard to uh, it's so hard to make it from you know the day after the draft to camp and, and, and really the things that I think you can take stock of as far as they pertain to what's really going to affect your team. Very little happens between like May 1st and August 1st. And it's a tough gap. I mean, for, for sure. And um, it's even tougher guys like you and me that are supposed to create content. And, and obviously for, you know, the, the listeners and the fans that are taking it in as well as we kind of have to talk about nothing for like three months. And, and what, and, and what you're talking about too, you know, just put, to put that in perspective for these rookies, this almost kind of needs to be that downtime because they haven't stopped, you know, their college season finished. And if anything, they've ramped up their training to get ready for the combine. You know, you go through this you know, just from the human element of it, you know, anyone that's ever taken a job or moved to a new city, you, there's a certain level of anxiety that comes with that. And so you get these young guys coming in. You know, they try to acclimate them with the rookie OTAs, and that's good. You know, that's that's why they do that stuff. They try to, you know, try to really incorporate them into their their business, their company, essentially. And now you're bringing in the veterans. You're bringing in the guys that have been there and have done this for a long time. So that level of anxiety is just going to go through the roof even more. Um, imagine, you know, these kids that are coming in. You know, I just turned 30 this year, so I can call them kids. Uh, but these kids that are coming in and looking at Aaron Rodgers across the locker room from them and saying, you know, holy cow, that's Aaron Rodgers. You know, I, I've been watching him since I was, you know, 13 years old and now I'm in the same locker room as him. Uh, that kind of stuff is just, it's nuts when you, when you break it down from the perspective of these are dudes, these are guys, you know, that are here for a job. You know, we kind of idolize these professional athletes, but they're people just like you and I are. So, 
you know, one thing I talked about, you know, a while ago that I really liked from Matt LaFleur, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but when there, there's pictures of Matt LaFleur at the rookie OTAs, and this may seem like something little, but I really appreciated it. When he, when he was just, he picked up the football and he was throwing balls to running backs, throwing routes. The reason I like that so much is one, because that's refreshing because you would never see Mike McCarthy doing something like that. And two, you're just, you're lightening the mood, you know, and kind of like with everything that I just said, get these guys comfortable. I think that's one of the most important things you can do. And green Bay historically has done a pretty good job of that with their young rookies. You know, you don't see them, you know, Green Bay doesn't have the rookie hazing stuff. At least, and if they do, it's at, it's at least not super prominent that we see it. You know, there's not guys like getting their head shaved. There's not guys, you know, doing this or that. The biggest thing I think I've seen is, you know, like the rookie in the O-line. Like Elton Jenkins is probably going to have to pick up the tab um, at dinner, you know, once this in the next couple months. Um, so that's really cool. That and I, I like the way Matt LaFleur is kind of handling things. Um, and so hopefully these guys can come in, get their feet wet, and, and really just get acclimated to this culture, what Green Bay is as a city, uh, what it is as an organization, understanding what the fan base is all about. And, Ross, I think, you know, when you want to talk about what's important about this these offseason activities, I think that's really what it is right there is, you know, you got guys coming in. They're not used to their surroundings. Get them familiar with it. Let them know how you practice. Let them know what your expectations are. Um, because as we all know, we've all been students. There are now, they're now students in football. Students do better when you have your learning objectives or your practice objectives laid out in front of them. Um, so I think that's really what we're getting at here too. Um, and Ross, one last thing, I've kind of hijacked this segment, but I know, you know, Kevin King a couple of years ago had a tweet when he was talking about practice. And, you know, I think this is a good thing to caution everybody that, that watches practice. We don't know what they're practicing. You know, anyone that's ever coached or played football at any level or any, uh, really any sport at any level or not even a sport, like anything that involves you doing something repetitively to be good at it. There are times that you're going to practice a brand new technique. You may be really, really good at a certain technique, but your coach is going to come out and say, hey, I want you to do it this way this time. And you're going to do it that way. And you're going to try to get that muscle memory down and try to get it, you know, incorporated into your brain. And it's not going to look pretty. You know, Josh Rosen was getting, getting fired this last week because he, you know, dropped a snap on like his second snap or something like that. And, you know, and of course, Twitter, you know, blows up about it. Uh, But it's important just to keep that stuff all in mind, Ross. And um, that's that's kind of my thoughts on what we should be expecting this weekend. And honestly, Ross, I don't know. We don't have a ton to talk about today. So, Ross, if you want to add anything to that, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna give the microphone back to you. I don't. Um, you know, that's a good time of the year to uh, learn as much as you can, as far as uh, going back and, and and watching film from last year, or. Uh, maybe get a super duper head start on next year's draft class. We're just, uh, we're just kind of stuck for a little bit right now. And, uh, that's fine because it's all going to come, you know, uh, crashing into us in, in August. And it basically won't stop again until May. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. appreciate this time as much as it might seem like it's a little bit boring. And Ross, what's, uh, before we get out of here, what, just give me one deep, 
sleeper that maybe you haven't talked about a ton or heck it's going to be tough because you most people most people if you follow Ross you know who he who he likes and who his sleepers are um and obviously you're a big Darius Shepard fan but what give me another guy if it's a second third year guy someone that you maybe you're not uh you don't want to make a prediction on but just someone that's piqued your interest a little bit I'm still kind of here for Alex Light um I, I believe in him and want to see kind of where thing go where things go with him because I just think he has that starter upside and and the other guy I really want to see um, is is Natrell Jamerson I think especially and if you follow our guy Owen Reese and think maybe he could be a a really really top end free safety you know that's a position where they could use some depth and I just think that. Uh, Natrell is a guy that at 23 years old, um, you know, was a mid round pick. I, I just, I think he's, I think he is uh, a, a rosterable player. You know, I think um, I had him in my top 150 going into that draft. I just think he belongs on a 53 man and just continue to let him develop, uh, find a good place for him, find a good place for Josh Jackson. I think they'll really be, uh, in in good shape in the in the secondary, which is huge, especially when it comes to Mike Pettin's defense, because his idea, regardless of the of the Gary pick, your your Mike Pettin defense is going to have number one really skilled defensive backs, and they kind of make up the pressure as he goes. And the Packers have, I would say, the talent level. To, to get there. Now they don't have a Revis. I mean, let's be real, but they have a poor man's Revis and Jair. And beyond that, they just need to make sure that those other five or six defensive back spots are good players. And if, uh, you know, Kevin King works out, if Josh Jackson works out, then they're great. If that doesn't happen, then you hoping on a guy like Natrell or Kadar Holman or, uh, you know, even Tony Brown and, and, and making those kinds of things work. But man, um, if you can get a five or six defensive back set that really works, this group is just so freaking talented in the front seven now. It's it's, it's almost silly. Yeah, there's something we're definitely not used to is going into a season with realistic realistic expectations of you know maybe a top fifteen defense, but this is optimism season <laughs> as well. So you never know. We're not even to real training camp yet. Uh, there's going to be a ton of content to get to. And, you know, some creative content that we're going to kind of probably have some fun with this summer. Uh, But until then, you know, enjoy what we get this week because it's going to be few and far between um, between here now and August. So uh, take these OTAs kind of with a grain of salt. Enjoy them as a fan. Um, But understand, you know, this is not the be all end all. Um, But for us for today, this is the be all end all. We got nothing else to talk about. So I hope everyone enjoys this week of OTAs. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you, Ross, for joining me. And until next time, go Pack Go! Shotgun formation of third and 15 to the 46-yard line of Dallas. They empty the shotgun. Cobb in motion to the left side. Rodgers looks it over and gets the snap. Backpedals now under some pressure. Steps up, throws it over the middle. Good Adams! 30! Turns up field, 25! Cutting right to the 20! 15! 10! 5! Devontae Adams to the south end zone for the touchdown! Rodgers looks it over. Starts to his left. Now he moves. Starts to the right side. Snap to A-Rod. Looking downfield, being flushed. Rolling left, winds up, rainbows it high and deep into the end zone. It's high
What a happy bunch of Green Bay Packers. 